Welcome to the School of Brujas podcast, a podcast for learning, self-development, self-care, spirituality, and wellness. I'm Danny. And I'm Maria. And today we have the Healing Your Inner Child Wounds episode. And just to like set the tone of the timing where we, when we are recording this, ep- this episode, we have a, a bunch of planets on retrograde. Today is May 15th. It's a fri- Friday. And Venus is retrograde in Gemini. So Venus is a planet of love, the love and all the things that you love and relationships in your life. And having this planet retrograde in Gemini, it really brings up the energies of speaking or rewriting, really rewriting, because Gemini is about communication. So an opportunity that comes up for us to rewrite our relationship stories so really, I uh, found fascinating that this aspect is in place the day that we're doing this recording. So we are having the opportunity to rewrite those past Yay. relationships. Yes, with it's our parents, mm-hmm. with ourselves. So really bringing up a lot of healing. And the moon is in Pisces. So really a time to reflect, a time to like explore inwardly to really bring up even more healing, you know, it's into, uh, we're into this process of self-healing and exploration. So we do have a very positive aspects going on right now. And I would like to start by saying that this inner child healing journey, it's ongoing, you know, it's not something that you are finally saying I'm healed today because I just took care of that one memory that really was, um, that happened in my childhood and I'm all good. We had so many memories growing up as children. So it's really a lifelong journey because there are some of those memories that are going to come up that weren't exactly positive. If you were a happy kid, sometimes what happens when you're an adult, you realize that that world that was created around you perhaps wasn't real. Perhaps it was a lot of the adults hiding what was really going on in your life. And so then your inner healing begins by placing into context what you were experiencing versus what was really happening. In my case, my uh, decision to start the journey started because I didn't have a childhood, I could say. I, from a very young age, was forced into the world of the adults And that wasn't um, something that I think was on purpose. What happened was that my mom and my father, they really have a very uh, challenging relationship. They had a lot of fights. And my father was um, very mature, I would say, and selfish. He's an Aries, no surprise. And uh, (laughs) all about self, right? So um, growing up with him as a father, it was really... um, a good experience because he was very loving towards me and his children. He was a great provider. However, he was not the best role model as a husband. And my mom had a lot of complaints in that department. And the reason why I'm telling that I didn't have a childhood was because I was was aware of what was going on between mom and dad from a very young age. She wasn't explicitly uh, sitting me down and telling me all the stuff that was going on. But 
all the conversations about my father's indiscretions were going on in spaces where I was playing and I was eavesdropping in a way what was going on with mom and dad. Also, my mom, um, she's a Scorpio, so when whenever she got emotional and cried, she really let those tears run and... I was like, why are you upset? And just knew something was going on with mom. And then just really pay attention to the dynamics in terms of my father, my mom, and what was going on there. So my childhood was kind of like stolen in a way because I was really aware of their relationship dynamics a lot more than I would be of let's have a play date. I have a hard time in terms of like being playful. I not very open. I'm not a playful person. I'm more of an introvert because I took the time to like really, um, you know, just observe, just observe and process what was going on. And a lot of those fights were in like, you know, something that you enjoy, obviously. And I'm a Pisces, so I cried a lot. And then when I told Niela that she started to laugh because she has a lot of Pisces in her house and she understands <laughs> And it was very emotional, very emotional uh, to the point that later in life, you know, teenager ages, I was definitely um, very nervous. My nervous system was very taxed because I didn't know if my mom, my dad will have a fight. And my way to compensate all of that was by studying. I studied a lot and became a nerd so that dad and mom will have something good to talk about, you know, because they had so many fights that I was like, very, very unconsciously doing that, that I wanted to bring something to my house that would be a reason for them to be happy, both of them happy, both of them uh, bringing peace, if you if you wish, if you would say. And yeah, so I was really nerdy, a very nerdy kid, I, like study a lot. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, my best friend was my dog. And up to today, my best friend still Shiba. So... <laughs> Things haven't changed much. Uh, those are just like my nature too as a Pisces that I'm like really um, like to spend a lot of time and like spirituality. And sometimes I like to like really have a lot of time for myself. But that inner child wound really became very clear as I was having experiences in my marriage. First marriage was definitely something that I kind of marry a guy that mimicked my father because he also had indiscretions. Mm -hmm. And when I got uh, separated from him, I said, well, number one, I'm not my mother. I'm not her. I'm not going to live the rest of my life with somebody who doesn't make me happy. We didn't have children. We never did. And uh, that was another reason why I said, like, really, my mom always said that she was with my father because of us, her kids. But I don't have any kids, so I really don't have to, like, put up with this guy's nonsense. And also, I am not my mom, and I refuse to carry on this karma, this um, this karma and repetitive story that keeps going on in my family. Because, obviously, the same thing when was going on with grandfather, who look, uh, used to serenade other women, and grandma will be upset, and she will disappear into her farm, and... Back then, things were a little bit more hush-hush, you know. We're talking about my grandparents, so it's like, what, 60-plus years ago? Mm -hmm. But uh, all of those things that really played into my family line, I decided one day, well, I I'm done. I'm just really done. I am not 
in the same position as my mom or my grandmother. I had a degree, I had a job, I was very independent. I was in a different era too, where a woman was allowed to divorce, didn't have to carry the stigma of being divorced. And I didn't have any kids. So I said like, you know what, I'm done with this dude. He's not good to me. So what the hell am I doing with him? And that's how I knew that there were a lot of things going on, not only in my childhood, but really generations back. So that's a little bit of intro as far as, you know, my inner child healing that, you know, carry a lot of those programs that I started to run in my life as a married woman. Yeah. And it's cool how you tied that back to your ancestors and, and that is kind of a good point because we always think about our ancestors and all the things that we inherited from them and the positive things. But some of us like really hold our ancestors up to like a very high pedestal and we don't actually ever learn from the mistakes that they made. So that's probably one of the biggest lessons that, you know, you can get out of this if you're in the same situation or in something similar is that if you've had these patterns before in your, in your family history, that you can recognize them and you can change them. You don't have to be doomed to like repeat the same story. Yeah, definitely. And it's also empowering. You know, I just felt that I don't have to repeat the same story. I wasn't my mom. I'm no grandma. This is a whole different millennium. And I said, fuck it. I'm out of here. <laughs> and that's pretty much how we went down. And surprisingly enough, when I finally told my parents that I was separated, living on my own, my mother's reaction was, what did you do? Like putting the blame on me, right? Mm -hmm. My father's reaction was, are you okay? So it was like, oh my God, I just like really had a hard time processing that reaction from my mom. But I also had, it took me a while to understand why she said what she said. But um, I think that because she really wanted to know that, you know, that I was okay, that for her security meant being with a man, being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like said, like, what did you do? It's like, you, you fucked it up. Like, what did you, didn't supposed to leave. And that put her into that space of fear that it was, that's kind of like her, her deal, her, her, her issues, not mine. However, my father being who he is, you know, being all the fraternal and very protective energy, he just wanted to make sure that his little girl was okay. And he asked me like, how are you? Are you okay? Did he do something? Because the first thing he wanted to do was like, send my brother over to like kill him or something. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very macho uh, approach and a very different reaction, but mm-hmm. also in the same things. And that kind of like brings me to the uh, four agreement is that, you know, we react from that space where we are. My mother's reaction wasn't something that at the time I took personally, but I had to process and say like, why would you say that? She didn't care about what happened she didn't ask she just went into attack and said like what did you do um thinking like you know but from her experience that was something that she would never done 
because that meant that she will be vulnerable. Maybe at the time she couldn't get a job and support her two, three kids. I mean, they had all different ages in terms of like when my mom was saying that she was going to leave my father and that never happened. But also it was a different, it was a whole different experience for my mom versus me. And, you know, for me to say and stand in my power to say, I am not my mom. I am done with this guy. He's not good to me. And I'm out of here because I left. Um, that was something that she wouldn't approve in a way because she's thinking, oh my God, you are now not protective. Who's going to protect you? Like I needed that male energy around me to protect me. And for her, for her experience of life growing up, I guess she needed a man to protect her. Right. So that took me a while to process and swallow and chew some more. And then maybe because it's just something that comes back. And then you say like why people react the way that react and hundred percent of the time, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with their own experiences. And that's how I had to take my mother's response when I announced that I was separated. Yeah. And I actually had the same experience as as you, but I'll leave it for another day because that would be a very long story. And um, (laughs) I think we did want to make an episode where we talk about the X-Files. So I'll save it for then. (laughs) Next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like you said, you, people do things uh, at the time because that's what they're dealing with. That's all they know. And I'll just bring it to back to my childhood a little bit because my inner child was a very unhappy. Well, my inner child was me as a child and I was just a very unhappy child uh, from the moment I can remember. I'm sure I was playful, you know, around the ages of two and three. I remember playing with my sister and all that. But when once I got into school, it was a different story. And I've touched on that where I, you know, I would punch kids and uh, I was always getting into trouble. Mm -hmm. And one very vivid memory I have is of my teacher um, asking my mom with a translator present why I never smile. And that was me at five years old. And that kind of was most of my um, adolescence as well. I just never smiled and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I was just a very unhappy person and people would notice that I purposely didn't smile, which is so contradictory to the fact that I was also the class clown. And that's like such a cliche sometimes because they usually say that the class clown is usually the most unhappy person. And that's why they're always trying to be kind of like the jokester and all that. So I I really resonate with that. I was voted class clown in middle school in my yearbook. And I was not a very nice class clown either. I was, uh, I was a mean little bully and I was always putting people down. And I, I really, if I could go back and do things over, I would choose not to hurt other people, but I was the person hurting other people just because of how miserable I was. And at the time I just didn't know any better. I had no way to cope with my emotions. So I lashed out on everybody. And then the moment that really began to change my life, which is something that is probably a little bit taboo to discuss, 
is when I was around 21 years old, I had my first experiences with cannabis and that those experiences that I had with my sister and with my son's father, I now look back at, and in the moment I didn't realize it, but those experiences really helped me to become the, the person I am today. Because when I was under the influence, I allowed myself to laugh so much that it was like cathartic for me. And I would just go on these laughing fits and I had probably been bottling up laughter my entire life. So it was all coming out. All of the moments that I could have laughed or I could have enjoyed and I could have been playful. Now was the time where I would just laugh and laugh and laugh. And it felt like I was laughing for hours. And it was really a fun time in my life. And I would never change that. It mm-hmm. allowed it allowed me to like open open up the doors for me becoming more open-minded and because I think I went through that experience, I was able to come to a decision where I was able to take a yoga class in college. And I honestly don't think I would have been comfortable enough with myself to have gone and taken that class had I not had that previous experience experience with cannabis, because now I was kind of I was becoming somebody else, even though I couldn't recognize it at the time, I was slowly becoming a different person. Um, I was basically coming out of my shell. And as the years go on, I get more and more, you know, come out more out of my comfort. Yeah, relaxed, definitely. And so that class was a huge eye opener for me because the teacher, her name's Nicole, and she was this like, just she is this really bright, bubbly, joyful person. And she would teach the class and she was so inspiring to me that up until that point, I'd never met, I had never met somebody who loved what they did. And that is like a shame considering I've been in school, like, you know, I'm like 20, 21, 22 at the time. I had never met somebody who literally just loved what they did. And she loved teaching yoga. She was also a math professor, but she loved her job. And you could tell, and it's not because she said it, it's because of how she interacted with me. It's how she interacted with the class. It's how she, Mm -hmm. she, she came across to me. She was just like a completely different person that I had never met this type of archetype before. And I, it just clicked in me that, I think I need to do yoga now. (laughs) So she like inspired me to find a studio. And then I ended up taking classes there. And then I ended up taking a teacher training there. And then I ended up making friends and building these relationships. And all of that happened because I just naturally started to open up and allow myself to be playful. And now I'm just like the most playful person that I know I always, you know, I'm always having a laugh about something and I'm generally yes. very giggly person, but I'm a witness of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me a long time to get there. And I distinctly remember looking in the mirror one day and sell and talking to myself and saying, I am happy with the way my smile looks. I, um, you know, I don't know how I said it, but I was looking in the mirror and I was looking at myself smiling and laughing. And like, I was happy with myself for like the first time ever in my life. And it was just crazy to me. 
And I know there's obviously a lot of other issues that I still have to deal with, but the fact that I allowed joy to come into my life was extremely transformative. Like that completely changed my life. And it's because I slowly like just let and allowed experiences to happen without me trying to control them, without me trying to hold back. You know, I would purposely like clam up and just like want to be angry and just want to blame people. And I just stopped doing that. I mean, I, I obviously had more help even further down the road and, um, did like a rewriting course in Mexico where I, it's hard to explain, but you basically go back to your childhood and you rewrite Mm -hmm. uh, a memory that you have been telling yourself. um, And it's causing you pain instead of looking at, at it the way you've always looked at it. You rewrite it to look at it a different way. And so I did that as well. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about rewriting Venus and Gemini. Yeah, it's exactly. The Venus in Gemini uh, opportunity that we all have to rewrite yes. the relationships from our past, all we relationships. All Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not easy. And that's where people get stuck is they think, oh, I'll just, I'll just tell myself it wasn't that bad. But that's like kind of a denial. You have to actually look at it a completely different perspective. And sometimes People can do that on their own for sure, but sometimes that does require some help. And so mm-hmm. I urge people, if they're struggling with any kind of like memories or trauma that they, you know, that they feel happened in their childhood, um, find somebody that you can talk to that possibly knows about rewriting um, programs, which that's what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, these are programs that we've installed into our brain that, um, yeah. they, they basically dictate how we live and how we view the world. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm 100% confident in saying that had I not gone through all these experiences, I possibly would not be having this like really awesome experience I'm having now. And maybe things would have changed, but maybe not that much. Like I could be a completely different person, but you have to want to change is what I'm getting at. You have to know that there's a way and that you can find the way. And that if you hear somebody saying, Hey, there's a way you can do this, go and find out for yourself, like what that could be for you. Definitely there. I, um, what I'm really doing as you were sharing all experience as far as transformation and rewriting and also the energies that we do have available to us. Yes, seek for help whenever the process is very difficult and maybe your experience was very traumatic. So definitely look for somebody that can help you. You know, professional mm-hmm. help sometimes it can be the best investment that you can do in your life because yes. that is like releasing so much weight that you've been carrying for so long and you could too benefit by bringing the healing to the present and the card that I pull for today is the forgiving and learning Mm. as you release and heal the past you experience more love in your present moments that couldn't be more appropriate for today's topic and also more it's so deep really as you release and heal the past you experience more love in your present moments. 
because you're no longer burdened mm-hmm. by the pain. You are no longer burdened by the trauma, by the anger, but the resentment that you resentment. were carrying from Definitely. years. And yes, so forgiving and learning can really those experiences, if you have the time and if you are able to do it on yourself or with the assistance of somebody, it can be liberating. Because you release so much weight that you're carrying in your oh. heart space and your chakras. Yes. It's just like something that you say, like, I have broken the chain. Like if, to quote uh, Game of Thrones, you end the wheel, right? So it's no longer going in, under, in that direction. And it gives you the power to create a life that you want for yourself. So that's where I was talking about that feeling very empowered and really in sync with your own life. And you get to like dance to the tune of whatever song you want. It doesn't have to be the same broken record in your mind that, well, it was mm-hmm. my mom's fault. It was my dad's fault. They were mean to me. That's why I'm mean to everybody else. <laughs> that's the way it has to be, right? I know. It's so silly. People really do it, that it shit. Is. They don't even realize <laughs> they're doing it. They're just like, oh, I know I'm mad at my parents, but that has nothing. That doesn't affect me. Yeah. I'm not an asshole. Uh, or maybe sometimes people do call themselves an asshole and they want, they don't, they actually accept that they're assholes. Meanwhile, they're like causing all this like grief for the people around them. Yeah. And it, I don't know what it takes for those people exactly to realize that you don't have to be an asshole and you don't have to be an asshole to everybody around you. And you could actually have very close relationships with the people around you and you push them away, but you don't realize that. Instead, you just think everybody doesn't love you and you think that the world's out to get you and you can't trust anybody. But mm-hmm. usually the root of the problem is in your own self and, I just wanted to like bring this up really quick, but both of us have gone, both of us are massage therapists. And I was just thinking of so many people who walk around like with horrible posture and like super tight muscles and all that. Uh, Another way to kind of release um, trauma from the body is through massage therapy. And a lot of people, especially who are resistant to touch, who don't like people touching them or who don't like hugs, mm-hmm. they would probably benefit the most because we store so much trauma in our muscles and in our posture and in our, you know, how we hold ourselves in our bodies. And so working through that pain in our, that we hold in, in our muscles can sometimes release trauma as well. And that that's, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there. Yes, uh, since you're talking about body work, there is an amazing book that I would like to recommend everybody. And it's called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, mm. and Body in the Healing of Trauma. So I'm going to add these to the comments so that everybody has the opportunity to look this book. It's about $11 on Amazon and maybe help you explore a little bit of those wounds that you carry in the body because you feel those trigger points Mm-hmm. means something definitely. definitely postural alignment definitely how you carry yourself you can tell what a chakra is out of balance just by looking at somebody are you protecting yourself that's why your shoulders collapse in because you feel like somebody is going to hurt you and disappoint you so you're protecting your chest it's definitely so much more that we can really talk in terms of like how is it that your body tells a story and this is for sure a good source for that information. Nice. And I wanted to add one more thing that 
perhaps people could explore in terms of bringing healing into their lives or into the lives of their children. If you have kids and if you notice that they are starting to act differently because you are going through a divorce, you are moving out of state, you are going through month number three of uh, isolation and quarantine, there's a lot of children out there that are having a hard time. And my suggestion will be to explore art therapy. There is this one particular quote that I recently heard this week, and it's art is to console those who are broken by life. And there is a lot going on in life right now that is hurting us. Children, adults, everybody, we're all in this together. The quote is from Vincent van Gogh. And as you know, he was really messed up as he was. So no, um, no doubt that this quote comes in to reassure that, yes, sometimes, you know, life is, is hard, it's painful, but find an outlet. And sometimes art is just something that can help you even express your emotions. Because as mm-hmm. a child, I remember just crying, crying nonstop. And I couldn't put into words how I felt, that I felt scared, that I felt angry, that I felt vulnerable, that I felt disappointed. All of those feelings coming out all at once. And you are, as a kid, you don't know how to put all of it into words. And you do, what do yeah. you do? I'm, I'm a Pisces, so I'll cry. And I used to cry a lot. <laughs> that makes me laugh. And the Nula finds that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yes, we all have our, our ways of expressing and uh, releasing some of those emotions. But I think it's very important, especially now that children are at home. And if you have a hard time at home because, you know, you have a, d- a difficult relationship at home or whatever dynamics that you have going on at home, just notice if you can bring some healing through art, through therapy, through movement, through massage therapy. I mean, there is definitely different outlets that you can find and bring and create your own healing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, um, for those of us who perhaps don't really have things that we want to heal, but maybe just want deeper relationships with others and can't figure out why we are not having like these, like more deep relationships, like where we really know somebody else, and connect with them on a, I don't know, just like a more in-depth way. Deeper level. Not sure how to, yeah. Um, there's this, um, there's this quote that I also came across this week and I thought it was really profound. It's the only way to not be afraid of someone's suffering is if you're not afraid of your own. And that really like just touched me. Um, I think I can I read it like a few days ago and we all suffer as children and maybe, you know, it varies to degree. Some suffer less than others, but a lot of time when we're too afraid to look at our own suffering, we can't really connect with somebody else and we can't be authentic with somebody else because we're not even acknowledging our own suffering. So mm-hmm. you can't really resonate with somebody else who possibly is a match to you. Who's, you know, has a, has a deep trauma as well because it's going to be always on a more superficial basis. You're going to find yourself in more superficial relationships. So I thought that was a really uh, awesome quote to come across and hopefully that resonates with somebody. Yes. And uh, 
probably we can talk for hours, but I yeah. think my personal intention for this podcast is just to like bring awareness in terms of like all the healing that you can bring to yourself into the present moment, but taking some time to observe, observe your behavior and then go deeper and thinking why. And your why mm -hmm. is not for you to point out fingers at anyone. It's really for you to take power and say, well, that happened. It was really fucked up, but what do I do about it? And that is a moment where you can really transform and reshape your reality by giving yourself the power and say like, okay, I'm done blaming my parents. I'm done blaming myself. Because at the end, it's, it's kind of like a blaming game, right? Whether you are the uh, perpetrator or the victim. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're the perpetrator, a perpetrator of somebody's pain now because you felt very disempowered as a child. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize that. But just pay attention. And my invitation during this um, moon in, in Pisces is just to like take some time to reflect. And just really, since we have all these retrogrades going on between Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and I think there are two other planets also in retrograde, the retrograde really invites you to like reflect and take some time to rethink and rewrite those stories. Yeah. I hope people take the time to reflect and And um, if anybody's listening to this and it resonates with you, I let me know, uh, let me and Maria know, because even if it only resonates with one person, that would make my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so happy to hear that if that's resonated and, with anybody. Uh, and I will just say that sometimes you can really uh, rely on the power of the cannabis um, healing yeah. giggles, right? Mm -hmm, for sure. <laughs> If you, <laughs> yes, if you are in a, if you know that that stuff makes you laugh and then do it, if you are feeling not so good about life right now, um, I had no idea I was going to have that effect on me. That was just like the first times I ever did it. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, life changing. So yeah, whatever works, try it. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening for bringing us to yet another episode to share our experiences with you. And in the next episode, we are going to talk about the X-File, oh. another <laughs> opportunity for exploration and healing. This is all uh, things that happen to us, but I think by sharing our perspective on how we dealt with our crap, maybe can give you some clues as far as, you know, how to navigate your own. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Peace profound. Peace.